15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast, which each week I am on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I am your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast is a special guest. Let them know who you are, brother. Hello. <laughs> My name is Nicholas Tanek. I'm an author, and I'm also, um, I run the podcast network and the website um, called Your Kinky Friend, which is basically um, celebration of sexual expression of all kinds celebrations of different cultures um you know whether you know doesn't matter where you're from what race you are what culture you are you know we talk a lot about um kink and bdsm and, and sex and and everything and we hope to make it really fun but also educational now that's not a reason to tune in this episode i don't know what is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really great, and we I get um, emails every day from people who are like thanking me, um, saying that they really helped, especially people from outside of the U.S. who some of the laws and or people who are like live it secretly. Obviously, I'm out as a kinky person, you know, and I'm I feel free to talk about any kinks that I want, um, you know, that it, as long as I'm ass, I don't rub it in front of people's faces, but um, it feels good to do that and. I think people live vicariously through not only me, but my friends and the other people I interview, which is really interesting. We have, uh, we also have writers. Um, we have Sassy Witch, who writes about her being disabled and keeping the world kinky with disabled. We have Tangle Blue, which is a kitten. We have a podcast network, which has a bunch of podcasts like Black People Kink, which is um, made, by, made by Black people, but for everybody. There we have Size Queen, Miss Gamora show after the credits, which is about films. Miss Gamora is a is a dominatrix, and um, questionable behavior is more towards the young crowd, like the early twenties. And um, then we have Blunt Mommy podcast, which is kind of fun. Okay. The uh, yeah, Amanda she. Uh, <laughs> She, she gets drunk and stoned and um, just talks about pegging her boyfriend all the time. 
All right, before we get into all that, as always, sure. we start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball on. Nicholas, are you ready? I'm ready to go. Okay. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listened to in the past year? In the past year? I can do one for each genre. <laughs> that works for me. That doesn't okay. have to be new, by the way. It has to be new? It does not have to be new. It does not. Oh, it does not have to be new? Well, one go-to album I go to in hip-hop-wise is Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. Absolutely, I think it's a perfect album. Um, I've been also listening to a lot of Dale Soul, Gangstar. You know, um, the, the 90s aughts stuff is really good. When it comes to indie rock music, um, Courtney Barnett and Kirk Vile did an amazing job, um, you know, with their um, debut. Well, they're not, they're not a debut album, but they're as a as a team, they're, they're together. And that's pretty good. That's like, you know, kind of slow, psychedelic, um, indie, indie rock type stuff. And um, yeah, then, you know, of course there's stuff. I mean, I love it all. I love all kinds of music. You know, whether it's hip hop to uh, electronic music to dance to reggae, I like the old reggae specifically. I okay. definitely love soul music. I've been listening to the Superfly soundtrack. Great soundtrack. That's a really good awesome soundtrack. soundtrack. Magnificent soundtrack. And I've been listening to a lot of Stax Records stuff. Um, and then for reggae, it's like Trojan Horse. I mean, not Trojan, Trojan Records has some really cool stuff. Uh, like real vintage, like all from like seven inches and stuff, which is really good. But you can get it on CD and you can, yeah, there's some really good stuff for that. And, and of course, there's like the old school soul, like Nina Simone, which is who's amazing. Fantastic. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But and then, but I always go back to indie rock as well, which is like Withered Hand, The Stone Roses, Dandy Warhol's Brian Jonestown Massacre. Um, the fall, of course, the fall. I can't forget the fall, and um, yeah, stuff like that. James, I just I need music in my life, man. I need That's it. Dope. Like, I need it. It's like the heart, the heart beats to a rhythm, and there's rhythm. In, there should be rhythm in everything you do. You know what I mean? Um, whether it's counting money, <laughs> whether it's making love, whether it's flipping through channels, whether it's cooking, stuff like that. You know, um, there's rhythm in everything you do, and um, even the stuff that's just noisy and lack of rhythm, like that. There's a place for that too. Question number you. two. Okay. This is going to be an interesting one for you. What is the biggest misconception about BDM SM? Okay. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, the biggest misconception is that, that it's dark and dangerous. Um, it's not, it, it could be very fun. Like we're having fun. I wouldn't do this if it wasn't fun. You know, um, like there's a lot of laughter involved. Like the, the ones who really have their heart into it, you know, like to have fun. You know what I mean? Like they may do some crazy, brutal stuff, but it's all consensual and it's all, and a lot of it is people having fun. Um, another thing is, is that like I, I run your kinky friends and everything. And they think I'm like constantly kinky. No, I'm not. I listen to music. I love television. I love the arts. I love art itself. You know what I mean? Um, 
reading, writing, stuff like that. Good food. Oh my God. I, mean, I started cooking like crazy. I mean, I'm becoming a pretty good chef. Um, or let's say cook. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give myself a chef title, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All kinky people don't live it 24 seven. You know, um, if they, if they, like, they'll say like, I have a dynamic that's 24 seven. Like I have a, a living submissive that's 24 seven, you know, that's one thing. Um, but no one is like constantly just like doing kinky stuff. Like, you know, people go to the supermarket, people, you know, people go to the bank, get prescriptions, stuff like that. Go, go on fan, go to, you know, christenings and bar mitzvahs and, um, communions and stuff like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> and football games. Like you could do kinky stuff there, but like, I mean, we're all not 24 seven kinky, but I think a major thing is, is that people think it's like dark and dangerous and, and, you know, it's really not like there, there are films where it's like people get murdered and, you know, people give BDSM a bad name. And most of us, like the ones who really love it, we're having a good time. You know, we, we, in like, especially role play, we may be like real, real serious and everything like that. But, you know, we're generally having a good time. And even afterwards, like we like to share less. I, I, I could tell you a little story a little later if you want about um, how a woman I work with, if I, if, let's just say it goes with sex toys, me dressing up as a doctor, and a lot of vibrators. Oh, no, 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 no. We are not skating past that right now. You might as well tell that story right now while we're here. <laughs> okay, so, all right. I, like, I have a lot of kinky friends. We do a lot of stuff together. Uh, we play together, but we also, like, have dinner together, watch movies and stuff like that. Um, but I live with my with my dom, and we don't live 24-7. We don't live in the bedroom. And she's, she really has a dominant personality all through life in everyday life and she's dominant in in you know in the bedroom too um and i have a very dominant personality in everyday life but it's good to be submissive sometimes in the bedroom because you don't have to think you don't have to make decisions so um sometimes i, I get basically sponsored sex toys sometimes okay and um they send us a whole array of sex toys and um miss melissa is um who i live with she, um, <laughs> like I said, she's usually a dominant, but we decided to switch it up, you see. So, and she's also a veterinarian. So she's got scrubs and everything and, and the stethoscope. So I tied her up to the bed. We have a nice bed, a big bed to tie up. I brought a, tr I dressed up like a doctor, the mask, the hat, the scrubs. I had a tray. And on the tray was a bunch of sex toys, a metal tray, like that silver, you know, that metal tray. And uh, I, had a, I had a pad, a pen, and we, we, I knew which one would be the most effective, so I saved that for last. But, like, we tested each one out, and we were having fun. We're laughing all the way through it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so <laughs> we were laughing all the way through it, and, you know, we had fun. And the, the beauty of it is just exploring and having fun and you know, I like laughing with people, like, you know, having, making people laugh, making, having people making me laugh. Uh, just a sense of humor is essential to me. I'd be dead without it. Okay. I like that. Now, usually my question number three is what's the dumbest thing you've done as a kid? But I don't want to go there. I'm going to do audible. I'm going to do audible. My question for you is 
what is the weirdest thing that you tried as an adult in terms of BDSM that you thought would work that just went nowhereville, like just complete disaster? Give me one of those stories, like. Yeah, any kind of, for me at least, I mean, yeah. for me at least is a little different. Any kind of um, cock and ball torture. Ah. Cock and ball torture is actually like, well, some people love it. Like I, I interviewed a woman who hung someone from the ceiling and took a, like a, a bucket of water and tied it to the scrotum and it just let it hang there. Yeah, you that's know, a, a no-go for me. <laughs> no, that no, no, oh, it gets crazier. I have I had people I've had people like like push everything inside and then staple it shut. You know what I mean? It's it's wild. But like someone kicks me in the balls or someone twists them or something like that, you know, it's, it's just not for me. That's all. Yeah. It's just it's a, I'm not like I mean I'm I'm not king shaming or anything like oh, that. Oh not at all. Not at but all. But like but it's like yeah, it just I remember once I had to like take a break. I'm like take those deep breaths, you know, breathe into your nose, out through your mouth. Into your nose, out through your mouth, you know what I mean? And I'm like, go on. And it's like and she's like, Oh, that's good, that's supposed to happen. I'm like, okay. But let's not do that again. Can't you just flog me or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you on that one. <laughs> That's a yeah. while. All right. Question number four. A little easier question. I think this okay. is we need a little easier one. Coke or Pepsi? I personally, and this is gonna have a lot of heads ringing, but uh, or mad at me, but out of the two, I like Pepsi. Um, but because of my health problems, I don't drink any kind of soda at all. I drink ah. only soda I drink like is sparkling water, and that's with no no sodium, no sugar. It's just like carbonated water and fruit, basically. So that actually uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah, there's this there's this thing called oh, I guzzle this stuff. It's called um, Spring Drift. You can get it at Whole Foods. They have blackberry. They have uh, pineapple they have lemonade and it's 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 really helped because i tried like these other sparkling waters that are flavored and they're just so after like your palate changes after you change your diet they're just way too sweet this is not too sweet at all it's all it's a hundred percent natural it's completely approved no sugar well yeah only fruit sugar um, yeah and um i think there's like one milligram of sugar zero salt obviously like that i mean there's not like potassium or nutritional value or anything like that but um those are the kind of things i've been drinking but when i i used to love i used to like pepsi i mean i don't get me wrong i like coke i like coke too especially the vanilla cokes those were awesome yeah i used to love those i yeah. used to love those a lot yeah so question number five sure. give me your top five bdsm things BDS things, okay. Top five BDS things. Personal, um, okay. Um, submission. Okay, that's one. Which, and that entails pretty big. That, that's a lot of like worshiping the woman like a goddess. Okay. You know, doing whatever she asks, not having made, 
not responsible, only making decisions, only responsible for what he says you're responsible for. It's very freeing in many ways. Um, so, I mean, that's a rather rain part of it, but that's one thing I like. I am what they call a switch, so I can be very dominant myself in the bedroom. Okay. Um, you know, but, um, and then um, part, the second one, oh my God, lingerie. I have a fetish for lingerie. Oh my God. Corset, okay. scarabelt, stockings. Like, when, when I was, I, I, I don't know, you, you may be too young for this, but before there was like the internet, you know, when the holidays came around, my, my mother would just give me like a catalog, like pick what you want for Christmas. I go right to like, and I look and I see the lingerie section, these women in garter belts. I didn't even know what they were. You know, this is like before I reached puberty and I was fascinated by it. Whatever is, you know, and um, the so Sears I catalog. Yeah, I, I well, the Sears catalog, the JCPenney catalog, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That was definitely a thing in those catalogs where they had these yeah. lingerie models and, lingerie. and all that stuff. Yeah. Lingerie rope. Rope is awesome. Okay. Um, or, and, and there's, a, I guess, a subsector of that, which I would say, like, I personally like rope, but um, there are other ways, like, you could use neckties, anything to tie someone up. You could use pillowcases. You know, okay. um, you could use, like, if you have a robe, you know, with like one of those belts, like you get out of the shower, you can use those. You know, you can use anything to tie up. So that's number three. Number four, um, impact play, which okay. is, you know, that entails everything from spanking to floggers, whips, you know, stuff like that. And then five, um, I would say um, open mindedness in the evolution of kink because. I'm in the stuff that I never thought I'd be into 20 years ago. And especially like if you come out and you're honest with yourself and you're honest with other kinky people about it and you can talk about it, you'll be surprised. You're like, no, I'm not into it. I'll give it a shot though. I'll try. May not like it, but like you give it a try. You never know what you're going to really love. You never know what you're like, okay, you can cross that off your list. Yeah, I'm not into it, but you can cross that off your list. So I did that with cock and ball torture. <laughs> I crossed that off the list. But like I'm interested in other stuff too. I'm interested. Like I've never been suspended, um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I've, I've had what I've done a lot. Oh my god. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. But it's just the the attitude um, that you know I'll try anything and I'm open minded towards other kinks. You know, and that also goes with like just in life in general, open minded to food, open up to different cultures, you know, languages, races, music, you, like you name it. But like when it comes to because the question was about kink and BDSM, you know, people who are open minded and willing to explore, those are the things that, like I, that's one thing I love about the culture in the community. Okay. I like that answer. That's a great answer, actually. I like Thank that answer. So let's get right into it. First, you are an accomplished writer. You've written two books, from correct, right? Three. Three. Oh, okay. So three books. Yeah. How did? Let's start off with that. How did you get into writing books? Okay. Like All right. This, this is a story, and it's like I said, I only write true stories. I am not okay. good at writing fiction. And I, I always, I always was writing stories, and and I loved to write. I, I was a straight A English student. I, I love to read, read and write. 
Um, but I was also like a music kid and a drama kid and art kid. I was always in that wing. I have nothing against sports at all, but I'm just not good at them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm good at the creative arts or I really enjoy the creative arts where, you know, so basically um, I grew up a punk rock skater, hip hop kid in the early 90s, late 80s, New York City. Okay. So this is this is like when um, like when it comes when they were having like underground clubs. Um, you know, Latin Quarter, you know, hip hop. Then you had um, I've heard of that. Yeah, Latin, so this is like Beastie Boys era, Run DMC era. Or this oh is yeah, more- early Beastie Boys, early. I mean, all the way down to like um, you know, Cool, cool Herc, Grandmaster, okay. and then how it evolved to how it evolved to um, you know, you know, the Cool Modes and and the stuff like that, the Beastie Boys. Then that evolved to more of what they call, I guess, the backpack culture, which is, you know, Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul. But then, then you have like the next generation, most deaf, and stuff, and, and people like that. And and it then became like really into production as well. So yes. the beats were like thick, and the beats were like, you know, the boom bap of it. It's not just like baseline and like it, like the drums hit hard. So, um, but there were all these underground clubs. Uh, Times Square wasn't as what it what's like now. It was like filthy. Um, there was another club called the Limelight, which their documentaries all about it. I was like part of that crowd. Um, and then there were rave clubs like NASA, and then there was also like jazz clubs, like real kind of cool, hip, not stuffy jazz clubs, but like really like that's where like I saw Jameer Choir for the first time and Diggable Planets for the first time and stuff like that, and um. So like as you know, as a twelve year old, I can get served in New York, and I can get in any club in New York without being carded. And um, I met this woman named Lynn. Now Lynn had very low self esteem. Okay. Okay. And we both loved to write. I'll get all back. This all come back. All right. Just bear okay. with me. I'm bear with you. She had very low. She had very low. Yeah. She had very low self esteem, but she was brilliant and also very very funny. And we had a summer fling that lasted about a year. And we were part of the um, the rave scene and the club scene um, and stuff like that. And um, I broke her heart. And But like going into it, I told her it wasn't temporary and everything. And I, I was in love with someone else and everything like that, even before I even met her. So, you know, we broke up. And then 15 years later, we got back together. Okay. Now... All this whole time, we were both writing. I would get published, like my poetry would get published, or short stories would get published, and she would submit for the same like magazines or the same contest or whatever, and she wouldn't get published, but I would. And and everything I write is a tribute to somebody or something, right? Um, so, uh, fifteen years later, we get back together, right? We move in together. I like to say we put the bond in bondage. I also like to say true love is not having the clear browser history. So we um, <laughs> shared everything. She brought out the worst in me. I mean, I'm sorry. She saw the worst in me and brought out the best in me. And um, yeah, we got crazy kinky. We were always very sexual, we were crazy kinky. And once we embraced the sexuality of BDSM and kink, it's like our lives changed we became enlightened and we saw 
a lot of people living these lives where they're not expressing themselves and they're miserable. And we're like, we're not like that, you know? So it's like, and the more we became, the more we, we became open to each other and having fun with our, you know, each other and accepting ourselves, we kind of felt enlightened, you know what I mean? And um, almost like I'm Neo thinking, in the Matrix. Kind of, yeah. So, oh, oh, keep in mind, remember I said that she, um, all my stuff was tributes, all of the previous writing I did were tributes. It yeah. still is. But, um, and she, I'd get published, she wouldn't, she would always say, I love what you write, but no one's ever going to write anything for me, you know, who I'm not good enough to write about. So, you know, 15 years later, we get back together. And unfortunately, she dies of ovarian cancer at a very young age in the early 30s. And I was devastated. Okay. Um, I move out of our apartment. I move back in my parents' basement, basically, for, um, you know, about half a year. And then Hurricane Sandy hit. And Hurricane Sandy is a hurricane that hit New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania and everything. And it, it, we had a generator. So we didn't have electricity, but we had a generator. So I plugged in, this is right after she died. I plugged in my laptop and I decided to write a book in tribute to her. Um, and it's called The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself. Now, no one kills themselves in the book. The book, that title is a metaphor. And obviously, I didn't expect it to be like the next Harry Potter with a title like that. Um, the metaphor is for giving yourself over to love, giving yourself and, and finishing that write about writing the book while writing the book. And I'm like, I'm going to finish this even if it kills me. You know what I mean? So um, it's about really giving into your love and yourself and accepting loving other people and having other accepting love by other people. So um, I wrote a book. Basically, I wrote a book for the um, for the girl who thought that no one would ever write for her, and um, it tells our whole story from where we first met when we were teenagers, in between time, the hardships that we went through, and then back together again, and of course her her demise, her you know, her passing, and then with me writing the book. But it's all kind of goes back and forth. But it's very cohesive. And it's easy to follow. Um, I like to think of it as very funny, but it's also it's a tearjerker towards the end. Um, and so I published that, and that started a, um, a very underground following, very loyal underground following, which eventually led to um, like a, what happened afterwards, which is a book called Your Kinky Friends. Um, and this is uh, like a tribute to the BDSM King community, and it takes place after she died and i'm devastated and how it's basically a true story about me and a bunch of friends all going through some emotional things and how sexual expression and kinks really saved our lives and the the other book i wrote is a book called chip black nail polish which is basically about the punk rock a little bit of the hip-hop scene in new jersey and new york um in the, the late 80s early 90s and it's the very first it's a tribute to the very first woman I ever fell in love with. Um, and yeah, she's like a, a punk rock kind of girl, like a goth punk rock girl. So the, if you if you were gonna read them in order, it would be chip like nail polish, the coolest way to kill yourself, and then your kinky friends. That's like the timeline, but I didn't publish in that order. I published the coolest way to kill yourself first. So yeah, that's the those are the books. And that's what is really she inspired me to write because I was in a rut, I was devastated. 
and Lynn, um, she's the one who inspired me to write. I wanted, I wanted to document something that was honest, just, just something to show how funny she was, something to show how intelligent she was. And also, I mean, she went through some very, very hard struggles um, in life, like really hard struggles. And it's, you have no idea. So you got to check out the book, guys. And everything's on Kindle. It's on Amazon. You can also get it on paperback. On Kindle, it's very inexpensive. Paperback is, you know, it's an independent press, so the paperback is kind of expensive, but the Kindle is very cheap. Everything's under, you know, like five bucks. And um, yeah, check it out. That is amazing. That legit sounds like a motion picture. Oh, yeah. I Well, I, it was, it was funny that you say that. And you also talk about music. I love films and I, even though I wrote it as a book, um, like the whole story and everything plays like in my head while I was writing it, it all plays like a motion picture. There's even a soundtrack at the end of each book. And huh. that soundtrack, like there's the, it doesn't stay which chapter it goes with or what scene it goes with, but it's literally like what was going on, the, the music that was either in my head or what was going on in the background. You know, and so yeah, so it's it's it is a very cinematic. Uh, they are cin cinematic books. I'd love for them to be movies, but they would have to be done right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's amazing. That's an incredible story, a sad story, and an uplifting story at the same time because you kind of rose up from that and made art, and you kind of immortalized her in this book, and I think that's amazing. That's what I was trying to do. And thank you very much for your compliments. And also, I wanted to take, you know, something negative and flip it into positive. Like something, her passing, you know, I wanted to take something good out, even her passing. Not only her life and the, the romance that we shared, but the, um, the love, you know, the love story that we shared. But, um, but also, you know, her passing, you know, um, taught me a lot and really like made me look at life differently. And I've had a lot of people like family members and friends pass away, but like not like the love of my life. You know what I mean? And it was something that I couldn't control, something she couldn't control. She died from uh, um, kidney failure and, uh, you know, um, basically she had ovarian cancer and the drugs just like destroyed her body. Um, so like the chemo and everything like that. Um, you know, so I want to, and I also wanted to preserve her, you know, and I wanted to document that someone can read it and be honest and really see the real her instead of opposed to just like, you know, she was a great, this person, she was, she graduated top of her class and stuff like that. Sure, she did. That's awesome. Um, but she was also, like I said, extremely funny and, um, you know, and remember, you know, she had Low self-esteem once we embrace BDSM, her self-esteem went through the roof in a very, very positive way, not in a, not in an arrogant way. So that's what really um, kind of kept me going, and I'm I'm very thankful. I mean, it, it made some people mad, like they could see because I changed the names for many people because it's all true, yeah. you know. It made some people mad, but like I'll take that, you know what I mean, and. Um, yeah, it, it, and a lot of people like it. Like, the coolest way to kill yourself got a lot of uh, positive reviews on Goodreads and Amazon. That's dope. Good. That's really good. So let, let me ask you this. How did this transition from these books 
tell what your podcast is now. Your kinky friends and kind of highlighting all these people with different quirks and kinks that make them awesome and amazing. Because what I like about your podcast is it's so unique in terms of it interviews everybody from every walk of life, every yeah. type of kink you can think of, from young to older, and it's amazing in that aspect of it. Speaking of older, we I, I just posted what was it um, right before the weekend. Mrs. Chris, she she's like the kind of the kinky grandmother schoolmaster. She runs a bed and breakfast that's a like a a school, like a like a boarding school. She has 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 guys stay there in a dorm, and she, like she's like I think she's like sixty something years old. She's got the glasses with the things on the side. She looks old, and she yeah, and it's it. that's but wild. then again I yeah then again I got people like Mona Wolf, who's extremely young. And going to school and become is an activist and going to be a sex therapist. She's a she has a podcast too, um, and you know she's she's brilliant. She's brilliant, and I like to keep it diverse, not only with you know races and cultures and and I've interviewed people from all over the world, but I also age is very important too, and also um, what the kinks are into. So like I do do a lot of dominatrices. My booking agent Aaron. She loves it. She always books me dominatrixes, but like um, we get submissives, we get professional submissives, and we also get activists, musicians, um, you know, comedians, uh, um, artists, you know, people who use spirituality, like paganism and stuff like that. So like I try to just encompass it all and yeah, I try to just, you know, kind of in, as long if there as long as they're like open-minded and they're celebrating sexuality and the beauty of and creativity of sexuality yeah you could be on my show man <laughs> that, that's awesome so how did you even come up with the concept of the show what made you want to do it because well, it's a whole network it. so yeah yeah it's a whole network. well i i started listening to podcasts what was it about 10 to 15 years ago it all started with um a podcast called the best show this is New Bridges for Lovers. They're out of New Jersey. Tom Sharpling, he's a writer, a television writer. He wrote everything from Monk to What We Do in the Shadows. Um, he's writing, uh, what's it? Don't, don't F with Kevin. Um, he does a lot of stuff. He just wrote a, a book, which is great, called Never Ends. And um, so, and then there's other podcasts. I like a lot of comedy podcasts, a lot of interviewing podcasts. Mark Marin is one. Um, there's some King podcasts, but also a lot of true crime stuff. Like last podcast on the last, my left, my favorite murder. And then just straight up, like, you know, our, you know, like your podcast and like shout out to American Slacker and the Poe and the Poe boys, you know, they're doing some interesting, fun stuff as well. Yes. Um, you know, them, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. So. Basically, after I wrote Your Kinky Friends, um, we started Your Kinky Friends really just as a kind of blog. And it was just, it, it was interviews, but it was all text. And so it's like we had a, an article Our Kinky Dominatrix friends, our Kinky Sadistic friends, our Kinky Masochist friends, you know, our, kiss, our, our Kinky um, Yoga lovers. And it was like, 
you know, so we would do that. And then other people would write stuff like Tango Blue would write about her being a kitten, um, a submissive kitten. Sassy Witch would write about being disabled and keeping it kink. Uh, Miss Melissa writes about BDSM on a budget, you know, having spent little or no money, but still being kinky. Um, and then, you know, I was like, I'm just going to start doing the show. <laughs> I was like, I was like, cause I used to interview a lot of people like in my other life, so to speak. I used to do, um, I used to interview musicians, all those hip hop people that I was talking about. Yes. Like I've, I've interviewed Guru. I've interviewed Q-Tip. I've interviewed, um, you know, Cool G Rap, Master Ace, a lot of the, the old school stuff. But a lot of like really, 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 truly independent stuff like Acrobatic, Supernatural, who's great freestyle, but also a lot of indie rock people. So I was always, I wrote for the stores for a little bit. Um, now, more see, than all the. See, now you just then, now we got to have you back on just to talk about that. Because The Source was like yeah. my favorite hip hop magazine of all time. Like, oh, I love The Source. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I used to, yeah, I used to get copies of it all the time. And, um, but mine was more like, if it was in the, the magazine, it was, you know, under like indie artist stuff. A lot, most of it was the online content. Um, but I love doing interviews. I just, I seriously, I love talking with people and doing interviews. So I'm like, I'm, why don't I just do it like audio? And I'm like, audio is cool, but why don't we do video? You know, so that's why I put I post everything as a video because these people because that's the beauty of your kinky friends. They're out as kinky people. They're not they feel no shame. They're proud of it. And um, you know, some of them bring props in, some of them like some of them do stuff like it's crazy. So it's we have a really, really good time. And um so it's listening to all the podcasts and the past interview stuff I did and it just kind of evolved from there. I reached out. I remember my very first interview was Morgan Sterling, and her part three is coming up soon. I'm posting that. I mean, it's already up on YouTube, but it's not up on Really Kinky Friends. And she's like a legend. And that, and the more and more I did this, it was the harder. It was, well, in the beginning, it was hard to get people because they didn't take me seriously. Because you know, once I got um, some followers and subscribers, and then in the BDSM King community, word of mouth is really strong. You like you're as good as your references. You know what I mean? That's why anyone out there in the BDSM King community, be honest, have some etiquette, don't screw people over, you know, because people talk and like you'll be you'll be bad blackball basically. You know, um, you know, don't just like if there's a beautiful woman or say like, Can I be your slave? No, don't do that. Do like go to their website, find out what they like, find out what they don't like, and whatever you do. Do not do what they don't like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and to, but just you know, be cool and have etiquette. And um, so I just loved it, and um, it just kind of blew up. And now people, uh, a lot of the guests are are they come to me? They're you know they come to me because they're like, oh, I got more clients because of you, or we got more exposure because of you. This is free publicity for them. You know what I mean? And I promote like crazy. I go all over Twitter. I go all over FetLife. I go all over Facebook. The whole crew of Kinky Friends is on Instagram. And um, so I promote everything. And um, 
and it, it, it gets them free publicity. And if there's, especially if there's any kind of uh, performances that they're doing or whatever. So just kind of like snowballed and it's getting, it, it, it's getting bigger all the time, which is great. Yeah. I, I always find it fascinating because you and I know, and I think everybody knows that se- sex is an important part of our culture and our society, but it's also so taboo in our society. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to address it. Nobody wants to bring it up. It's always been that taboo subject, and it's cool to have podcasts like yours that not only brings it up, but celebrates it in in such a positive light and tell people like, hey, it's okay to like this and that. Hey, also, hey, let's show you some other things that you may or may not know about. I think that's a cool and dope way to do things. Yeah, thank you very much. That's exactly what I was trying for. I want it to be, of course, I want it to be informative, you know, a little bit educational, kind of like a journalism thing, but I also want it to be really fun and laid back and funny. And um, like, I, I like, it's called Your Kinky Friends, not like an interview with the kinky person. It's yes. called Your Kinky Friends. So I like to have every episode, because mainly episodes are just me and one other person, but I've had panel episodes. I've had special team episodes with multiple people. Um, but like, like the one-on-one interviews, which I mainly do, I like to have it like it's two friends talking, you know, over tea or coffee in a cafe or something like that. And they just happen to be real kinky. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So let, let, let me ask you this. Has there been anyone that you haven't got on yet that you want to get on the podcast? Oh, yeah, definitely. Sanctuary, Mistress Simon from Sanctuary. Kendra James is someone I want. I love, uh, you know, Kendra James, Mistress Simon. She runs probably the most respected dungeon in, in L.A., right? Probably in the country, as we speak. And this is like a family. Like, it's huge. I have a whole, I have a whole week of, of banked interviews that I'm going to just put one after the other of all sanctuary people in there. Um, and they have everybody. They have male doms, female doms, male submissives, female submissives. They do classes. They do activists. And Miss Stein is someone who owns the place and has been running the place for a long time. And, um, she's extremely knowledgeable stuff like that but she's also extremely busy but yeah i definitely want to get her on just because she's such a powerful aspect of someone in the king community in this country um and then there's kendra james which is basically she does very kinky porn um that's just that's just because before all this happened i would always look at her stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm a fan um so those, yeah, and they happen to be, you know, dominant theme, but they're willing to experiment and, and stuff like that, which is awesome. Um, like Kendra James plays like Batwoman, you know, stuff like that. And in like at Sanctuary, all the doms, all the female doms, they have to be submissive so they know what it's like. So okay. they can learn, you know, have an understanding and grasp before they kind of go on, which is, which is great which is awesome and um yeah so like i mean and i've interviewed a lot of people um lee harrington is is a person and um it, you know i would love to but i've interviewed people from swap which is sex workers um you know basically uh, i'm really into activism myself and um 
you know, against the, you know, I'm against these these crazy laws that are going on right now. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, of so um, yeah, like I didn't, I'd love to, you know, anyone who's who's really expressing themselves, um, you know, in a positive way. That's who I want to interview. But yeah, those are like the those are the two ones that like I I, I really want to get. You know. Okay, that's a good answer. Good answer. My final question for you, Nicholas. This is an interesting one. If anyone wanted to get into BDSM, beginner, don't know anything about it, what's the first things they should do? Okay, that's an excellent question. And I ask that question a lot to other people as advice. Um, And I, I, I agree with pretty much everything they say, and I feel the same way. Um, first thing is um, be open-minded. Know what you know what you want to explore. Okay, know what you want to explore. Know what you're open to. And if you don't know, that's fine too. You don't have to be dead set like I'm going to be a slave or I'm going to be a dom and I'm looking for a, a female, you know, submissive or something like that. You know, it's some people don't want to know they want they just want to explore but if you're contacting somebody okay so there's i guess there's two ends of the spectrum there's the private one and then there are people who are professional involved if it's private make sure you're in a relationship that the person truly accepts you someone you can trust and okay. um slowly like anything you know um, ease into it ease, ease into the topic you know, ask what they like, see what they like. If you see certain movies, say, I really like that, you know, or I like that, but the, this is one aspect of that that I don't like, but I like it in general, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, just be open-minded and be like, you know, you want to you wanna try something, you know, and or what do you, you want to try? Remember I said true love is not having to clear your browser history? Yes. Well, like Lynn and I, we shared, you know, um everything from like porn to pictures to erotic art to um write you know to books like we we used to share the story like the story of o the book the story of o which is like let's say it's like 50 shades of gray but a million times better and a lot older and much more controversial um and and written a million times better as well uh it was and it was also written in secret by a pen name and stuff like that. So it wasn't like done to make money. It's more of a love story, uh, even though it is kind of like a fantasy love story. It's more of a love letter to, you know, this man that she loves. Uh, Venus and Furs is another one. But um, yeah, so, and then when it comes to, so just be open-minded and be honest. Be uh, Make sure you're talking with someone who you could trust. That's important. Trust and consensuality and being consensual is essential. Well is in both in both professional and personal now when it comes to professional if you're not around because some people are around very religious people or some people don't know anybody who's open-minded enough to be kinky go seek a professional if you have there's nothing wrong with that um like you're if you're something like for example there are a lot of men who like to dress up in women's clothing there are a lot of um you know like there are men who like to um you know, do these glad people who love cock and ball torture, people, you know, um, 
even women, women, some women want to be, you know, and this is all, like I said, all consensual. They want to be like, it's called um, animalistic behavior or primal, it's called primal, where like, like someone, the lover comes in and just like throws them against the wall and just grabs them and just does whatever they want, you know, in this primal aspect of it. That's kinky in many ways. Sometimes it's foot worship, something like that. Um, find out what your partner wants as well and be willing to do it. Be willing to experiment with that, even if it's not your thing. You'd be surprised. Lynn didn't think she was into, I was basically dominant my whole life throughout my love life. But I always had this like kind of secret love for femdom. And um, she wasn't into it. She was, she used to be really jealous. Her thing was me being with other women in front of her. You know, so she'd be in the corner and I'd be with another woman. And I'd say, this woman is such a better lover than you. She's such a better She's so much prettier than you. She would take that jealousy that really messed her emotions up and her self-esteem up all, all these years, and she took it and flipped it and pa- got empowered by it. And you know, but then she also we got into the fandom, and she she's like, I didn't think I, I would like this, but she loved it. You know what I mean? It's so it's that open-minded. Now, when it comes to a professional, read the bio, go to the website, read the bio. Not every dominatrix or submissive or whatever is into the same thing you're in. There are some people who are just into wearing diapers. Some people are just into latex or leather. Some people are really sadistic. Some people are more into sensuality. You know, read it, see if the person's a fit for you and be respectful, have some etiquette, you know, and be honest. And also no copy paste, no copy pasta. Tailor each email or private message or whatever to that person so it you shows that you read through it, you know, that and that you generally, if if you feel that it could be a mutually beneficial thing. And um, if you're serious about it, first of all, don't waste any Dom's time. Don't, and you know what, when it comes to kink, don't waste someone's time. Don't waste your own time. Don't say you're into something and you try it and don't. You know what I mean? Be like honestly willing to try it and be open-minded. And if you know most most the professional doms, of course they want tributes and they want some money um, because they do it for a living. You know, like don't be don't be ashamed. It's it's worth the money. It's like it's like paying for a therapist in many ways. You know what I mean? Um, so many people feel better, get much more out of that, much more out of something like this than they do out of the straight therapist. You know, some, I mean, some people need both. Some people, you know, some people just do it for fun, you know, but definitely be respectful. Um, I, I, at the end of each episode, I say, uh, be cool, be kind and keep an open mind. And that's, yeah, yeah, be respectful, have some etiquette. And like, do the research. Know what you're talking about. And even if, even if you know something like, be honest. Like, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure how to begin this. I'm not sure how to explore this. You know, um, if there's any advice or any ideas, I, I, I truly, you know, um, would appreciate, you know, your help. As long as you're, you're like honest, respectful, they will give you the time of day. Usually, uh, many many of them are very busy, but you know, and that goes with everybody. Just be respectful, have some etiquette, and um, be honest with not only yourself but to them. 
and that's that's how to that's how to do it. Yeah. Perfect. And also, if you want to, if you really want to get into it, like start up slow. Um, there are classes like in, in you know you can take there are festivals uh, like for example there's DomCom there's in California right now going on right now I think and um, there's King Fest in New Hampshire which is in I think October or November which I may be going to um, and there's there's a whole bunch of other kind of festivals where you can learn and socialize and you don't have to participate you know um, it's and it's it's a lot of fun, yeah. And that's awesome. And munches. Oh, another thing. There's something called munches. So every munches. and you'd be surprised. You were probably you were probably at a munch and you didn't even know, or at least next to one. Usually, a munch is something that plays in public, where a bunch of kinky people they meet on FetLife. FetLife is like a Facebook for kinky people. It's very big, and um, we're at your kinky friends. That's our username at FetLife and um find a munch near you and just go it's always good to go with somebody if you know somebody but even if you go alone um yeah like i said it's everyone's having dinner they usually kind of keep it in the back but like you see a big long table full of people you know um at a restaurant like you never know that could be a munch now one of the rules in of the munch is no one dresses like they would in you know when they're doing kinky stuff they just a lot of times people wear their work clothes or whatever a lot of times it's like after work okay. or um you know during the weekend or something and they don't do anything it's it's like you sit you eat and you talk and you socialize and you have some fun and you know i met some really cool people at munches i write about munches all in the book with kinky friends and um actually there's three lunches that munches i write about and um yeah, they're they're really fun, and uh, it just cost you a dinner, really. That's cool. It's been great, brother. Let them know where to find you at. Yeah. Oh my God, you can find me. I'm everywhere. You <laughs> can find me at yourkinkyfriends.com. We have a Discord chat group, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's 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 getting bigger and bigger a little bit every day. You can find me on Twitter at Nicholas Tannic. You can find me on FetLife at Your Kinky Friends. You can find me on Facebook on uh, uh, Nicholas Tannic. We have a secret Facebook page called YKF. Uh, if you can't get in, just send me a quick message. I'd let you in. Secret, you're, like the people that you're involved on uh, Facebook, like your boss or your, your family, they'll never know you're in it. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash YKF. We're going to have exclusive content like Dominatrix cooking shows and gardening shows or yoga, aerobic shows, you name it, hypnotism stuff. Um, we're going to have, we're going to have a lot of fun. And, um, and then we got other people doing interviews and, and stuff like that. So, um, and then you kiss the whole crew at friends Kinky on Twitter and on Instagram at friends Kinky on Instagram. I'm not really on Instagram that much uh, because you can't post links. You only, you know, you only can post, uh, at least I don't, I don't know if you can now, but I mean, when I was using it, you couldn't, it's just hashtags and pictures. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So, but yeah, you could always, I'm very approachable. I love talking with people. Feel free to reach out. If you have questions, you have suggestions, you know, um, every other day I get a suggestion like, Oh, please interview this person. Uh, oh, okay. Or, you know, 
And if, um, if you go to yourkinkyfriends.com, uh, there's a little search box. So whatever your kink is, if you type in the search box, something will come up. Trust me. Everything from CBT, cock and ball torture, to dungeons, to submissive, to music, podcasts, to art, you name it. It's there. And um, there's also the YouTube channel, which is if you go to just Nicholas Tannock on YouTube, like there's, I got tons and tons of interviews there. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and um, watch us live. You can watch us live and ask questions. And, um, and I go everything live too. I go everything. I do what I call lo-fi punk rock style. So there's, um, <laughs> yeah, there are, and I'm, not, and I'm not making fun of other YouTube channels or anything like that, but like I don't do, um, you know, theme songs or graphics, none of that. Um, I, and because YouTube censors, I just put the name of the person, blah, 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 interviewed by Todd Jones. I mean, you know, by Nicholas Tannock, Todd is a friend of And um, he interviewed people too. And, um, so, you know, it's just who's interviewing who. Most of the, I'd say 99% of the interviews are from me, but we got some from Aaron and uh, we got some from Jesse and um, Todd and Kitten and stuff like that. And it's all pretty fun. Um, so, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Nicholas Tannock. And um, yeah, but definitely check me out, Your Kinky Friends, and feel free to follow me on Twitter, friend me on Facebook. Um, and also on Fed Life. There you go. And there also you. listen to the Delvin Cox show. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, brother. And as always, Delvin Cox Experience, we are out. Peace. Definitely. I had a blast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, you will find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer, Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghostwriter. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you.